Welcome back to the post pod. I'm your host, Drew Gross. Nicholas, how we doing? What up, T? Hey, another day in the studio, man. It's a good one. Yes, sir. Today is our fourth guest in a row. Today we're bringing in Mr. Bobby C. Bobby C. is from Phoenix, Arizona. He's actually originally from Michigan. He's our first non-Penn Stater on the pod. Lions fan golf professional bobby and i worked together in the past in arizona um scottsdale specifically we'll we'll get into all that any tortured fan any tortured fan like a detroit lions fan uh, give me all that 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 stuff i just want to feed on that grief over the years especially with how the wolverines have been playing these last few years he's tortured on all fronts red wings lions wolverines i mean it doesn't doesn't stop Oh, the Wolverine tears, I will drink myself. Give me all those. Same, same. No offense, Bobby. Yeah. Um, yeah, pumped for this one. Uh, here's our conversation with Bobby. Here we go. Live from Arizona, boots on the ground for the Wampo. That's my little nickname for it, the, the Wampo. Bob, welcome on to the post pod, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers. It's been a uh, it's been a long time coming. Even though this is only new, I'm very happy to be a part of this. Trust me. Cheers. Hey, we're pumped to have you on. I appreciate it. I can already see. I'm picturing from this early conversation here the uh, the conversations that took place deep in the underbelly of Estancia Country Club in those days of just absolute grinding in the third class of the Titanic while the the rest of society was, you know, dancing and drinking up on the first in the first class section. You're hitting the, the nail fact, on the head. There. <laughs> the, the fact that you said Titanic, it was our only job was cleaning the rust off of it. And it's buried 9000 miles in the bottom of an ocean. And it was our job to dive down and just clean rust off of it. It was it. Well, thank God you went to college and got a four year degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank God I got a degree, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, just to wipe, just to take a uh, choya out of Mrs. Gray's left leg. As soon as I pop it out of her left thigh, it goes into her right thigh, and I have her 265-pound mammoth of a husband watching me go under her skirt with a pair of pliers to take a jumping choya off her leg just so it gets stuck in the other one. Those choyas are no joke. I got into a couple battles with those choyas. Not not Ugh. fun. Not fun. No, no, jumping choyas. They're they're no fun. But what what the hell is a jumping choya? Ugh. Tell them, Bob. Ugh. So all right, it's a giant cactus. Okay, and each each bulb is about I would say yay big. Okay, about the size of a small Yukon potato. And if you got close, if you got close enough to it or brushed up against it, if you brushed up against one, the entire bulb would come off and attach to your skin and you would have 
like six or seven or eight thorns in your body. Now, the worst part is, is as soon as it hits your body heat, the end of the needle curls inside your skin. So when you go to pull it out, it just grabs. And I mean, grab. Yeah, you can't pull it out. Like, it's not just like you get something stuck in and you pull it straight out. It's hooked inside your yeah. skin. So you have yeah. to get it on an angle and excruciating pain. Oh, man. Like, Nick, you've gone fishing before, right? I have. Okay, you know when that bass swallows that hook? Yeah, it can, it can wiggle all at once, but that thing's not coming out. It ain't coming out. So you're cutting the line and just praying for the best for that fish when you let it go. That's pretty much what happens. The worst part is, is it, it's, it jumps. So you can't use any other part of your body to get it off because then it's just on that. I yeah. was fighting. Yeah. I, I, I hit a ball. We were playing, Chris and I were playing Wekopa for my birthday a few years ago, and I hit one into the desert, and I had those Puma. You remember those Pumas that were, like, so soft? They were, like, socks, those uh, those athletic Pumas that, that we were rocking, whatever, the Choya. The Meshies, yeah. Yeah, the mesh ones. The Choya jumps onto the top of that Puma. Oh, oh, yeah and then you're trying to pull your foot out of a shoe that has a choya sitting on top of it well no i'm an idiot i'm trying to pull it off with my my hand and then it's on my hand and then it's on my other hand oh dude i was out of commission the rest of the day oh it's bad it's so bad it's so bad but again i i think the good times at estancia between the two of us outweigh the bad if i if i have to say so was was the person that was our quote-unquote leader a giant cup of coffee. No comment. With, yeah. No comment. No comment. Yeah. All right. Back yeah. it up real Not quick. Bad. Bob is my brother from Arizona. We were golf professionals together at Estancia in Scottsdale. Um, we both have moved on to bigger and better things since then. Bob, where are you uh, currently? Uh, so I currently work for Bob Parsons Home Golf Course. Uh, Bob Parsons owns PXG, which is Parsons Extreme Golf. Uh, he bought Scottsdale National Golf Club, which was one golf course, and desired, decided to design and build his own next to it on the same piece of property, along with a nine-hole wedge course. Um, he is the only house on property. The bad so it is nine. The wedge course the is the bad, bad little nine. nine. Yeah. The bad little nine, correct. Yep. And some pins are bad. Some pins are easy. But it's uh, it's his backyard. Um, he treats it like his baby. We do as well. And when he's on property, he is the only person that matters. And um, I'm very blessed, very gifted, very honored to be a part of that team. And I have now seen three different departments at that property. Um, I'm very happy about that as well because – kind of grows my knowledge in this industry uh, as far as seeing the superintendent side of things, the professional side of things. A little different vibe. I was lucky enough to go there in like 2016 before I ever lived in Arizona. I got fit by a PXG fitter there at Scotty Nash and such a, such a sweet place. I I thought it felt like it doesn't really feel like Arizona. It feels like, uh, like Mexico to me. It's got like, uh, like the, um, the clubhouse and the, um, you know, just the, the whole, Their overall vibe. The whole yeah. vibe is very like, um, it's, it's, Tusk, it's, it's like 
Tuscan, Mexican, yeah, yes. Tuscan, Mexican in a way, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely got you know the the old clubhouse has like your vines up and down the building, and then the new one is just like straight up brand new, like as modern as it could get. But the overall vibe of the piece of property, a hundred percent. I mean, if you couldn't see mountains in the background, you would assume that the Pacific or the Atlantic's like right around the corner. It's it definitely has that vibe. Got a little Mexican vibe. Super, super cool. Nick, you would love it. Such laid a back. Sweet spot. Laid, laid back. It's yeah. so nice. Yeah. So nice. Sweet, sweet spot for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm blessed. Very happy. Very happy. The mine shaft. Is that the sand trap that I'm looking at here? Yes. So the, the mine shaft. The mine shaft is the one, uh, the one golf course that was there. The name of the other course is simply what I just said. It's called the other course. No idea why. Bad Little Nine is called the Bad Little Nine. The Mine Shaft Bunker is known uh, nationwide, worldwide. People play the golf course. Even if they don't hit it in the bunker, they throw a ball down there and they hit it out because it's the deepest bunker in the country. So it's uh, it's quite the experience. And Have you, it's, have you gotten it's it out fun. of the Mine Shaft? Uh, have I played a golf ball out of the bunker and gotten it out of the bunker? Yes. Am I going to tell you that it was anywhere near the flag stick? That's between me and me. So let's just not talk about it. Don't worry about it. That's it. Was it on the green? If it's on the green, then it counts. You know, six, 12 feet off. It doesn't matter. I mean, bogey. So it was a good six. Solid six. Solid six. <laughs> first attempt? Yeah, first attempt. I'll take nice. it. Nice. I'll take it. But, the old up, up, down. Yeah, exactly. Up, up, down. As long as you get out of that thing, I'm telling you, Nick, if you saw it, you'd be like, just get me out of this thing. Just get me out of this bunker. That's it's all. Actually, it's actually a joke. The fact that it exists on a real golf course is absurd. Dude, yeah. yeah. The hardest part looks like just getting in and out of this thing. Yeah, it's got to be the most treacherous bunker there is. Do you get on a lift and it puts you down to the mine shaft? <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, you take a little trial. Just like an old guy with a beard and the like operating the coming down the mine the lift. shaft. He's yeah. got a mining light on his head, and he just kind oh, of yeah, takes yeah. you down, and then you roll back got up. Got some dirt on his face. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> He's probably got a black lung or two. I don't know. No, it's 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 uh it's pretty funny the amount of people that will hit out of that bunker just to do it. I mean, it's it's pretty hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. So D, I I mean the the one place I would say that I've played similar to well like the bad little nine. I like. I, I think if you, whatever skill level you are, like having a fun, challenging little par three course is, there's nothing really like it. And I had the chance to, with, with D over the summer to play the cradle. And I think, I mean, I, vibes wise, it couldn't have been higher. Like, you know, you got your little uh, halfway like uh, trailer there, you, you little transfusion. Uh, you just, you know, kind of walking around, there's music playing. That trailer is awesome. I forget what they call it, but it's like one of those hatchbacks. Yeah. That, that is such a sweet little trailer there. So talk to me about the bad little nine, I guess. Is it like, you know, what, what kind of, what are we looking at there? You know, the, the best part about the bad little nine is, is so Wednesday is bucket pins. Okay. Wednesday is the day to play it. If you're a guest or you want to hit a hole in one because every single green has a bowl. Okay. And that's where the bucket pins sit. So you could hit arguably the worst shot of the day and it could be two feet from going in the hole, but then there's Friday could go in. and there's, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it could easily hit off the side of a bunker lip, take two slopes, and it's in the hole, and you had no idea. It's amazing. But then on Friday, they have what's called the challenge pins, okay? Challenge pins, if you shoot par, which is, I think, obviously 27 out there. So if you shoot 27, you actually win $1,500. Zach Johnson. From the from the club, Bob. From the club, wow, from that's Bob. cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Zero, zero people. Now that's yeah, that's Zach Johnson. That's John Huh. It's because those those pins are unpinnable pins, like they're unputtable pins, because they're literally on the the top of crests where the ball can't stop. Number six is a nine square foot circle. And then the pins right in the middle, nine square feet, not nine, you know, not nine feet across nine feet. I mean, nine square feet, it's the size of a coffee table. And it's, it peaks in the middle. And then just slopes on either side. And if you don't hit it, it's a joke. It's a joke, but it's, it is fun because you got guys that'll go play 36 holes. Okay. And it's under the lights when they go play the bad little nine because they have the headlights of seven carts out there pointing on every green. These guys are hitting shots off the tee box onto like underneath the lights. They're playing until 11 PM. You got Nick and Joe Jonas out there just doing whatever they want until midnight. And it is, it is a very fun time. Like the bad little nine is if you're a guest and you go to Scottsdale national, that's what you want to play. Whenever you're done with your 18, 36, dinner, lunch, whatever it is, you need to ask that member just, hey, let's go get that bad little nine out of the way. I got to check it out. And you're not bringing anything above eight iron. That's maybe if you hit it like me, because eight iron's 135, you know. But if it's somebody like you, I mean, you're bringing pitching wedge down and that's it. It's a, it's a cool spot. Nice. And maybe you're eight iron from a 135, but it's a 135 dart know that uh, <laughs> oh 10 feet maximum except on friday <laughs> that that under the lights golf is something that i've yet to experience but i, I feel like it's just got to be special you know it's it's got a different feel because you park you park three carts behind the tee box you park two around the green on the green so you just see this little i mean you're not using glow-in-the-dark balls so you can literally see the whole flight because it's only 105 yards away unbelievable atmosphere so much fun to be a part of i've never played it underneath the lights but i have ran night golf before being the employee there and just watching it following them around watching these guys just bicker back and forth i mean you know exactly how golf is especially if you're with 12 year boys and they're playing a 12 some and it is just it's unbelievable rough life rough life yeah you sound like Uh, a guy who like found a like, you know, like re- rediscovered religion or something like that right now, the way you're speaking about this place. <laughs> yeah, and trust, trust me, it's it's special. It's an experience for sure, yeah. Out of all the – I mean, Bob and I have played a, around the Valley a good amount. There's probably a – it'd be tough to name a course in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area that we haven't played. And if you gave me one opportunity to play one golf course in Arizona – I'm probably taking my sticks to Scotty Nash for 18. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably there's, 45. There's a couple in there that would be close, but I think, I think Scottsdale national would, would get the boat. 
Yeah, it's a it's a very it's a very nice spot, and like I said, the atmosphere is just the best because everybody's laid back. It's not suit and tie. It's not Mister and Mrs. Hey, how you doing, Mrs. I have no money to buy the carrier, Doctor Olson. No, it's it's just hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing, douchebag? You know, that's, like that's you're shooting the shit with fun guys. That's the best. Yeah, and that's what golf should be. If you ask me, I mean, we're we're getting to that part of this game where. People are wearing louder clothes on the PGA Tour. They're allowing shorts. It's just, it's this kind of, it's got a different feel to it than it does 20 years ago, you know, even 15 years ago, where they're allowing a lot more guys to do a lot more things. And when you think about what the industry is going to turn into 20 or 30 years from now, we're talking millennials and Gen Zs and these guys who really don't care about the suit and tie part of the game. They just want to have a good time. They just want to have fun. They want to get out onto a beautiful piece of property and hang out with their boys. And that's it. So that's why I like that Scott so much. Speaking of the PGA Tour, Bob, have you, when was the last time, I think, um, my last time at the, at the Wampa was 2018. When was the last time you were uh, in the grounds there? I was Skybox six years ago. Best experience of my life. Um, great, 15, great time. Skybox? Yeah, that was that was probably the best time. The last time I went there, I believe, was uh, 2018 with you. And I believe um, Emily, Anthony, Ashley were there. We kind of all kind of hang out, met up together. But that was the last time I went. Now, this year's a little different. Last year, I was um, in a little bit of job change, so couldn't get the time off to experience it. But nothing... When you go, and you know this, when you go and you sit in 16 Skybox tickets, that's just what you want to do every time you go. It's a different experience. It's not necessarily your – it's not my favorite golf experience. I, I'm I'm quick to say that. It's not not even close to my favorite golf viewing experience. It's, it's more on the vibe of like uh, going out on a Friday, Saturday night vibe because that's the – Correct. Correct. Nick, have you ever – have you ever been or heard or seen or know what goes on in the 16th hole? I know it goes on. I had actually planned to go in 2020 and didn't, which is a mistake. But uh, I, I want to add that Drew saying that it's not his favorite experience in golf is like a guy who spent seven consecutive days at Augusta National. I, know. I don't want to hear you saying that out loud. <laughs> Spare me, sir. Spare me. Thank you very much. Sorry we didn't no, have I got our experience. cell phones. I got to experience the Phoenix Open. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, the one time I went, the guy texted me two days before who got me the tickets, who I was hanging out with. He goes, do you have one job and one job only? And that's bring $100 and $1 bills. And I'll explain when you get there. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go and get a stripper while I'm ready see for this so we're sitting around the green, right? And you're doing your normal bets, right? Like, all right, I think Bubba's going to make birdie. I think Jordan's going to make par. I think, you know, two guys will hit the green. I think he'll get closest to the pin. But then there's bets like, all right, which caddy is going to make it to the green first? Which caddy, which color bid, which is always yellow, green, or white, is going to touch the green first? Those like prop bets for the 16th hole. Oh, Who's and – You'll have you'll have players take the bag from the caddy. The caddy will just start sprinting. We'll get five feet away from the green, 
put his foot over top of it, and then stop. And the whole place goes, green, green, no, touch the green, touch the green. And you're just, and then the other guy comes up, touches it with his foot. You snag the 16 bucks you just made off your boys because they were wrong. You put it in your pocket. You say, let's go round two. Who's up next? <laughs> and you're just waiting for the next group. It is such a fun experience. It really, really is. Now, I've never been to Augusta. I'm not going to sit here and say that I have gotten my cell phone taken away at the front gate. Excuse me for not having privileges like some people in this uh, conversation. But, you know, I, I will experience that one day. When I do, I bet you I will say the same thing. Because Augusta is Augusta. And once you get on property, you know one thing. And that's that nothing can beat it. Nothing will ever beat that experience. So I, I tend to agree with Drew. But at the same time, 16-16. Nick, you got to make it. You got to make Especially it. Especially on its own way. Yeah. I mean, you, you go to Augusta for that experience. You go to the Waste Management Open. You better come prepared because that's a different kind of experience. Yeah. I'm straight. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Way, 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 way good. Way good. Thoughts on uh, on this week, Bob? You got any uh, – Rom had a good day today. He's probably got to be a, a crowd favorite. What's the – is it 25%? capacity or what's the who are they letting in you know you know i actually don't the only thing that i do know is um that general mission is like ropes only i believe and i think it, it's player associated and i do believe that the skybox are company related only which means that if a company has a skybox um they work together so they know that they are not going to share this pandemic that we do have going on in our world right now. So they're going to stay safe with masks, but it's people that they're around every day because of work. So they're keeping it safe because you're around people that you're around with pretty much every day at work. And then as far as ground, like general mission, just people walking up, I, I really, I can't give you a shoot. I don't know. As far as favorites go, I mean, is John Ron my favorite guy? <laughs> He's no. a crowd favorite. I'm just saying. But and he's playing he well. is crowd. He is crowd favorite, and he's playing well. So you you can't hate his chances right now. I really I really do believe that um, he should win at TPC sooner or later. You and I didn't have the most pleasant experiences with uh, Mr. Rom at the old at the old you specifically, he, but uh, he he complains about his he complains about his car being covered. Nick, you you want to hear it? Well, I, I don't want to don't bash you know, encourage guy. you to, bes don't, to besmirch anybody's don't bash name the on, on the podcast. <laughs> maybe maybe the second or third time, but, you know, I don't want this to be a one and done, man. I want you to come back without fear of, you know, you don't want Rob showing up at Scottsdale National. Yo, where's that prick that said the stuff on the podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, um, he's, to me, he is just, he's a great golfer. He is learning how to go about it over the past couple of years. I will say he's changed his, his aneurysms on the golf course, the way he reacts to bad shots. He's, he's doing a lot better. So he, he's, he's learning what, what it takes to uh, be on camera on the PGA tour. So I will respect that. But um, we had a conflict at the, at, at the E and it was small. It was very small. I have nothing but respect for John Ron and the way he plays the game. So nothing, nothing against the guy at all. Well said, Bob. Well said. PR, PR Bobby came out. Uh, that was well said. <laughs> See? Gotta love PR Bob. PR Bob is one of my faves.
Spin zone, Bob. This is the Drew that this is the Drew or the Bobby that Drew knows. He puts it in the cycle. <laughs> Guy puts it in the cycle. We got guys still on the course right now, D. Yeah, yeah. Matty Wolf had a coming uh, surging up the board. Go pokes. Let's see here. Who else is uh? Who else? Because I know that uh, Ricky was um was supposed to not play this weekend, but then I guess decided to. You got old. You got some weird names at the top right now, if you ask me. Uh, Steve Stricker at fifth. Stricker a went different. on a tear. Yeah, Stricker little, was on a little tear. different. Love seeing that happen. Nate Lashley, who barely made it on the Monday qualifier. Yep. And and he's one stroke off the lead. Um, Lashley Monday queued. Yeah, Monday qualified. Barely got in. There were like yeah. six PGA Tour winners at the Monday queue. Yeah. That's what Drew and I were talking about this earlier in the week, and Bobby, you can probably speak to this too. Um, actually, I, I, wait, actually, you definitely can speak to this. You, you've been Bobby had a Monday Q sources, story. Yeah, you've been on the ground, you know, between the ropes on a Monday queue, playing for a shot for Thursday. But I, I actually wanted to shut up and let you talk about that. But uh, I've heard that this is like of all the Monday queues, like this is the it's Super Bowl Monday. Yeah, queue. it's a Super Bowl for Monday queues. It is. It is. And uh, it's it's one of those that, you know, when when you don't get in as a PGA Tour player, most of these guys do live in the Scottsdale area and they know how to play under these kind of tournament Bermuda conditions. So this is a course that's gettable for anybody, anybody. Now, the Monday qualifiers also held at McCormick Ranch every year. And it's excuse me, McCormick Ranch. Pines course, correct? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And uh, again, a course that you need to shoot 62, 61 at to qualify. So 64, that's 64 did it on Monday. 64 did it. Okay, perfect. 64 is fine. I'll take that. A little bit soggy, probably. I bet. But um, no, my uh, I did I did play in the Thursday qualifier um, one year. It was way 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 back when I played with a guy from the Big Break, uh, Tope Peterson. It was a great great experience. Um, Monday was a little different. <laughs> Let's just say that. But uh, no, I, I've I've had a lot of fun. Um, those days, I believe, are over for me as a player. But um, no, it was it was fun to have that tournament atmosphere, and especially when you're around players like mine weren't Nate Lashley, but they were they were PGA Tour, you know, at the time, um, not Corn Ferry, but Web.com guys, and wow, watching play. Uh, different these guys are good they're on a whole different level of what the three of us think golf is i mean it's it's different nick and i just uh did a sweet golf trip this year where we played uh pinehurst and tobacco road after i spent a week in virginia so nick nick and i and nick caddied for me during the pat at, at penn state uh i think Ooh. multiple times right and one time yep. we came dangerously close that's a that's a story for another pod, but Nick and I have played. We, we need to drink to talk about yeah, that that's story. A, that's a <laughs> um, Nick's Nick's played many rounds with me and dude, I will, out of all the guys that I've played with and, um, you know, teamed up with and played against, there are, there's a really short list. I, I'm having a tough time coming up with anybody that I would take over BC as a golf partner, because this guy has that much, just raw game and when it's on he is 
it, the game face is on and he may not be the longest man just like myself he's poking it out there like like he can but when you're on the greens you are an absolute ice man and the amount of times that you have buried me when i'm inside you and you bury a 30 footer outside of it and then i miss <laughs> oh, those will those will keep you up at night for sure uh, you know, I'd like to sit here and say you're wrong, but statistically speaking, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's true. No, he, I mean, he is right. I'm not, I'm not the longest guy in the world, but I concentrate on one thing and one thing only. And that's that pro V that I hit on the first hole is going to be the pro V that goes in the cup on 18. And as long as I don't lose that golf ball, I know for a fact, I'm not shooting a bad score. Kids got some game. Kids got some game. I, I, I hope we all tee it up together one day. That, that would be awesome. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I'd love to. I'd love to show Nick around, around a little bit. You know, maybe we can two v two. Make it back down to AZ. We'll definitely hit you up. Well, you know, we we would take an invite to Scotty Nash. Like, oh, bring it. Let's just go. Yeah. Get us on the sheet. Yeah, yeah we'll I mean, make it out there. Yeah. I'll, 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 whenever you guys want, I'll, I'll squeeze you in. Yeah. Help <laughs> BP. We're on our way. Yeah, Little Parsons is uh, is me. So you know, we're we're we got a good relationship. We're all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right sw- switching gears uh real quick here the detroit lions bobby the detroit lions uh all right that's it for me guys it's been a pleasure yeah, talking on, bobby. uh with the two of you and i'll uh i'll see you guys what next next week or something or uh, no, right. no, no, no we I'm have kidding. to hit I'm not die hard we have to hit detroit lions talk and um quick michigan wolverines talk bobby uh mr Mr. Bite your kneecaps off, Dan Campbell. What, what? Give me, give me a take on on Dan Campbell from a from a troubled uh, Detroit sports fan. Dan Campbell, Can we, you, you know what? Let's start. Let's start deeper than Dan Campbell. Okay, I would have to say that it's for me. Okay. Just for me, I don't think anything can happen to the Detroit Lions until Mrs. Ford sells the team. Now, I I, I strongly believe that. I don't know if I don't know what it is. Respectfully, of course, respectfully. Now, my thing is is, I mean, you could <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this, but you want to sell to Bob Parsons and say, kaboom, touchdown, brother, like. I'd rather be. I'd. I'd much rather have that happen than than have to deal with the fourth for a the little bit best longer. Football but teams in football. In, in football, brother. Period. Yeah. No, but um, you know, wait, is that his voice? Yeah. Uh, in that deep. Love he, it. He does. He Love does it. the voice. Doesn't he do the voiceovers, Bob? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For all for all the commercials. Now, those are aggressive commercials. Yeah. Now, Dan Campbell. Obviously, new head coach, right? Yeah, of course. New head coach of the Lions. Okay. So, new HC. How much is he going to be able to do with what's in front of him? And is he going to be the person that actually gets to provide these draft picks that we just got for golf? Now, is he the Jared Goff whisperer? I, I don't. I, I, now, this is just a Detroit sports fan. How many coaches have we gone through in the last, what? seven eight seasons yeah you can count them on three three hands five feet and probably a 
couple of extra toes. It's ridiculous. Not biting anybody's kneecaps off. So no, no. And, and in my opinion, I, I really, I don't know if this is going to be a six year tenor, two year tenor, a one year tenor. I, I don't know if it'll last. I honestly think the best thing that we could do is try to get rid of golf for more picks, try to bring in somebody who's a little bit less than that of a quarterback and let's try our rebuild from now forward was is golf going to do anything that Stafford did or didn't do answer that question for me both of you do you really think that golf is going to come into Detroit and do anything that Stafford did nope no okay so trade into the Colts let's try to get some more picks let's try to get a defense let's try to get some young talent let's try to get something because golf even in three four five years is going to be at the end of his career I would love to see us make the same move with golf that we did with Stafford. Now that's just coming from a true diehard Lions fan. Because if you want to talk about what it's like to be a Detroit sports fan in general, just in general, we could talk about many, many years back, but let's just go over one year. Okay. 2018 and 2019, the Red Wings as a hockey team went 32 and 50. They were third to last in the Eastern conference. The Tigers went 47 and 114. That's last in the Major League Baseball. You have the Pistons that went 41 and 41. That's eighth in the East, made the playoffs, got swept in the first round. Lions went six and 10. That's last in the NFC North. That's a total of 128 and 215 as a city. In comparison, Boston. Bruins, 49 and 33, second in Atlantic, went to the playoffs. Red Sox, 84, 78, third in the AL East, got beat by the New York Yankees, who won. Celtics, 49 and 33, that's fourth in the East, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Patriots went 11 and 5, first in the AFC East, and won the Super Bowl. Excuse me. He's got numbers. They are a combined 193 and 149. The next year's even worse. I just want, that's all I was going to say is like, what are we doing in 2019, 2018, 2019? You think it gets better? 2019, 2020, we were 63, 170, 147 and 1 as a city. And then you got Harbaugh. Three and four against MSU, 0 and six against OSU, one and four in bowl games, one and ten against top ten teams, ten and eighteen against ranked teams in the top twenty-five. I got no, I got no, I got no ability to root for anything except for Michigan basketball right now. Michigan basketball is actually a, that's the one one highlight for Michigan sports because they they're fun to watch. Shout out Juwan Howard. Yeah, Juwan did a great job uh, recreating that Fab Five and trying to get recruits from the not the high school route, but more of the like AAU basketball route, knowing connections of like Dwayne Wade and his kid and what he's doing and, you know, Bronny and stuff like that. It's fun. It's funny because you guys pride yourselves on being a football school, just like Penn State and just like most Big Ten schools. And you're actually the opposite. You're actually a basketball school. Yeah, we've taken over. We've taken over. Michigan State's no longer Michigan's best basketball program, I guess. But <laughs> probably, probably hard for most Michigan fans to accept, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it sucks because you bring in Jim Harbaugh and you think oh, we're we're going to be the next best thing for twelve years, and we haven't done a thing, a thing except a citrus bowl. Appreciate that, bud. Appreciate that, bud. Or no, sorry. And, the Independence Bowl, excuse me. It was the Independence Bowl. Oh, he lost the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> he lost the Citrus Bowl, yeah. Tough. Tough look. So what are we doing in Detroit? This sucks. You got, you got any uh, 
you got any waste management picks for uh if you got one i think let's get a live look at the leaderboard here do you have any give me a give me a pick or somebody to look for for the weekend from from mr boots on the ground bc honestly i want to see lashley pull it off i would love to see a monday qualifier who's an actual name uh get it done especially when he had to grind the way that a golfer should in order to earn a spot on the PGA tour or a PGA tour event. I think that'd be great. Who do I think is going to win? I really like Sander. Uh, he's only three off the lead. He didn't finish as strong as he should have on some easy holes. And um, I really like his chances going into the rest of the week. I think Sanders got the game for it. And um, if he can learn how to finish on that golf course, he's going to be fine. Mr. Spieth. Coming out of the uh, coming out of the woods with a four under, going into eighteen here on Thursday. That is uh that's a love to see, love to see him on on the leaderboard again. Yeah, of course. And I love names like Billy Horschel, uh, Russell Knox. I mean, you have met plenty of times. Um, Zach Johnson even being somewhere towards the chop or top is fun. Um, you know, Ron T twenty one. You never know what he could do. He could pop off. Uh, there's a lot of Love that Lashley's up there. That's awesome. I love yes, that. exactly. He's playing well. That's that's cool. Exactly. Because he did it the right way. I mean, you won Thursday. You won Monday. You got one practice round in, and then you're seven under going into Friday. Get out of here. I mean, that's that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Wolf with the 68, keeping uh, T21. He's in, in striking distance. Correct. And I uh, love that golf swing. I love that he has made the game of golf his game, his way, instead of trying to be mechanically strong. Um, he plays his game. There were some bad scores today. Brutal. Yeah, there were from some people who you, you would expect to be up there. I mean, sure. Gary Woodland, 76. Sheesh. Watson at even par at a golf course he plays 30 times a year. That doesn't I mean, surprise me. He could care. He could care less about this tournament, right? Uh yeah, I guess he's more just for the fans. But again, Martin Laird being an Arizona guy, he's two over. He's usually play plays very well at TPC Scottsdale. That's surprising too. Yeah. Ricky Fowler three over. What is going on there? Um, a lot of names at the bottom who you wouldn't think would be there. Um, but again, that's the best part about golf. It takes one sixty-three. And you're right back in it. How does Joel play every day in at Mesa Country Club, or you know, play in the valley? He probably plays in the valley more than almost any other player. I mean, he's Mister Mister AZ Desert Golf, and he's coming out with a 75 out of the gates on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that, nah. that, hurt, that hurts, man. Joel Damon's a name out here in Arizona that uh, we all love to hear. Uh, he's you know your cart barn guy gone pga tour uh he's he's a fun he's a fun individual with a great heart and uh has a lot of respect for the game but you're exactly right he plays more arizona golf than anybody and for him to be tied for 122nd right now is is kind of kind of unbelievable but surprising you know sure like like we said that's golf you and i both know one weekend you're shooting 62s every day one weekend you're shooting 82s every day and it depends on the mindset and and how you feel going into it. Absolutely. All right. So you're sticking with Xander is your is your weekend pick. 
I am going to take Xander this week. I really think he is going to get it done. Uh, three behind is not that bad for him. He is more of the person who likes to shoot four under every day instead of shooting eight under one day and then two under the next and then one under the next and then one under the next. He's a very consistent player. So if there's anybody that I think can pull off an 18 under weekend, uh, I think Xander can shoot another 67 tomorrow, get to 10 under going into moving day and then uh, really move forward. So yeah, I'm taking Xander the whole way. This group at T12 is interesting. Um, Stallings plays well in the desert as the Scotty Scheffler. And he's just a, uh, He's just a fun guy to watch play. It looks like he's going to come out of his shoes every time he swings. Correct. But Spieth sitting there at T12, four under, uh, yep. coming, coming down 18 on, on Thursday. Yep. There, is, uh, there might be something brewing there. I don't want yep. to speak too early, but I, I'd love to see Spieth make a, uh, make a weekend here. That'd be fun. Yeah. Keegan Bradley finished with a birdie to get to five under. You have Billy Horschel just birdie 17 to get to five. Those are names that are are easily somebody that can pull off this victory. So I think it's going to be a fun weekend. I really do. I don't. I think we're going to have a couple names up there that, you know, could be first-time possible winners. You got a couple other names up there that are, you know, very, very strong players. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. I really do. I really do. All right, you're pulling for X. I'm pulling for the comeback kid. The Texan, Uh Masters champion. Uh All right. Bob, thanks for coming on, man. You uh, have been long, long, not long overdue since this is, what, episode seven. But, hey, glad to get you on. You're now a recurring guest, so you're coming back on whenever we want. Bring it. Bring it. Anytime that you want to talk. Detroit sports and how great of a city we are. Anytime you want to talk about Harbaugh being the best coach in the NBA, <laughs> or anytime you want to talk about Patrick Reed, you just let me know. I'd be more than happy to talk about those three topics. We're going to be diving into the golf uh, pods a little bit more here in 2021. So I'm definitely going to bring you back on for a uh, AZ golf specific pod. So be on the lookout for that. If anybody's played them all, you know, it's me. That's right. Bob, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Drew, as we once always had to say, it is my pleasure, and I can't wait to do it again. Man, you're a peach. (laughs) Keep posting, bro. Thank you. All right, bro. You too. Bye, man. Bye-bye.